Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and it's Thursday, January 19th. Ross Gerber, a major and vocal Tesla investor, says that Elon Musk broke the Tesla stock when he sold it to buy Twitter. The investor had to explain why his fund was down 32% over the last year, and unsurprisingly, he blamed it on the performance of Tesla stock, which was being heavily invested in. Back in December, Gerber blamed it on Elon Musk, to which Musk suggested that the investor read Securities Analysis 101 in a comment of petulance. But now Gerber specifically accused Musk of destroying Tesla stock in the way that he sold. Gerber says that Musk should have sold through a stock offering, as he says the market can absorb $40 billion in open market sales and that the amount sold was bigger than most IPOs. Aside from absolving himself to the fellow investors who relied on him, Gerber may have another motive. He has been pushing for a board seat on Tesla amid the ordeal and claims that he plans to rein in Musk and get a confirmation in writing that he won't sell more Tesla stocks in the same way. Sounds rather benevolent, don't you think? Audi took Chinese EV automaker NIO to court over the naming of their electric vehicles. Audi initially sued NIO back in 2021 over the protection of the S6 and S8 model names at the European Patent Office, citing that NIO's names sound too much like them, meaning the NIO ES8 and ES6. Audi has actually won the court case. The judge said, quote, There is a risk that consumers will assume that the ES6 is the S6 in the electric version, and that the two vehicles are from the same manufacturer. There is therefore a transfer danger of confusion through association that goes beyond pure association. Now this means that NEO is prohibited from advertising the ES6 and ES8 in Germany, and also faces fines of 250,000 euros, amounting to $270,000, or up to six months in prison for the managing director of NEO Germany. Audi was certainly on top of the situation since the NEO models are not yet even available in Germany. NEO did launch their first EV called the ES7 model, but they had to change that name to the EL7, which they did preemptively back in October. Polestar is calling the area that normally houses a front grille a smart zone for the new Polestar 3. Compared to a gas car, they say that this area is seeing instead of breathing. The area features several forward-facing sensors and a front-facing radar, heating wires, accelerometers, and ultrasonic sensors. Polestar wanted to showcase the technology rather than trying to hide it behind a fake grill. So the company has clustered together the range of devices and made visible markers to complement their presence. If you want my lowly opinion, this sounds like a clever embrace of something new for most people, yet a little old hat for EV fans of old. EVs have lacked a front grille for quite a long time. Oddly enough, the first Model S had a faux front grille, which was soon to be replaced. The Polestar 3 looks like an amazing vehicle, and I especially like the front spoiler that they call an aero wing that they have above the lights. I think this will be a flag runner for new designs across the industry. I really have high hopes for this vehicle, particularly in the design. The dominoes are starting to fall. After Tesla released price cuts not long ago, Chinese company Xpeng fell first, and now Vietnamese EV maker VinFast has committed to announcing cuts for the American market, at least in some fashion. VinFast shipped their first batch of VF8 models to the U.S. in November, and a week later began filing paperwork to hold an IPO to go public on the U.S. stock market. 
The VF8 starts at $59,000, costing about $6,000 more than the Model Y at the moment. FinFast says that they will make their announcement on Tuesday, which I'm sure will effectively halt orders until then. VinFast added, quote, We are considering many promotion programs and will announce soon. It's actually unclear whether the promotions include price cuts like Tesla, but we can't imagine they can get by without anything close. We've reached out to VinFast for further clarification on the promotions, and we will keep you updated. Volvo has revealed it's working on their first electric minivan. The new electric Volvo was unveiled by Qin Peiji, president of Volvo Cars Greater China, during a slide presentation highlighting the company's electric journey thus far. According to Car News China, the electric Volvo minivan will be based on the Zeker 009, an all-electric MPV stated to have a range of over 500 miles and all-wheel drive, 536 horsepower starting at $87,000. Volvo and Zeker are both owned by Geely, so should be pretty simple to streamline production. The vehicle is expected to debut in semi-concept form in the third quarter, while production model will launch in China in the fourth quarter. At the moment, it's unclear whether it will make its way to the U.S. or Europe. Renault's revived sports car brand called Alpine could make a huge resurgence this decade through ambitious production and sales goals under the Marquis' CEO, Laurent Rossi. A few Alpine concepts emerged through the mid-2000s before the infamous Renault CEO, Carlos Ghosn, announced in 2017 that Alpine would be officially revived alongside the famed A110 model. Of course, Carlos Ghosn's ambitions didn't go the way that he had planned, and progress of the marquee was put on hold. Alpine spun out into its own business unit in 2021 and signed a memorandum of understanding with Lotus Cars to develop electric vehicles. Alpine has now set a goal to sell two EV models best suited for U.S. markets, the mid-sized SUV and an even larger model. U.S. consumers likely won't see the Alpine EVs until 2027 or maybe 2028. Alpine's immediate focus is on its first EV, the Renault 5 Alpine Hot Hatch. That model isn't expected to arrive until the second half of 2024. In today's community comment found on YouTube, there's actually quite a lot to talk about. Most people agree that the electric transition will be difficult for apartment dwellers. One interesting thing that was brought up was actually theft. I had not even considered that. I suppose I'm a little sheltered here in Salt Lake. Some of you added more insights into the story of Tesla's autopilot video from 2017. Some of you agreed with the opinion that I provided, and others did not. A commenter named Bill Kerr pointed some information that seems quite valuable. I didn't get deep into it like I wanted to today, but when I do, I'll let you know what I find. My perspective has actually changed a bit since yesterday. I think I was a little too light on Tesla. But really, the video is old, and it seems like spilled milk under the bridge at this point. On another note... Some of you mentioned the references to Pink Floyd that I put in yesterday. When writing the script, the story was about the UK, and I was thinking for something that the UK is known for, and for some reason I thought of the Pink Floyd sound. I wish I could play some for you, but if I did, I'm not afraid of copyright. I'm afraid that Roger Waters might try to come on this show and tell me all about his political opinions, about how Taiwan is a part of China, or something like that. Can't have that, now can we? Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.